Welcome back to the 29 of 29 podcast, Tales from the Mountain. I'm your host, Travis McKenzie. I am excited to have today's guest with me, Jared King. Now, Jared, I mentioned to you before we started recording that you're an interesting character. I watched your journey on the Utah virtual event last year, and I've always thought this is a person I want to know more about. So here we are, and I'm going to start with the question that I like to ask. How did you first hear about 29 or 29? Thanks for having me. It's awesome to be here and awesome to be part of this community that everyone obviously always talks about the magic behind it. So I live in Manhattan and I still do not as much now, but I used to do a lot of Krav Maga, which is an Israeli form of martial arts. And I was getting like super tight in my legs. (laughs) I was doing some searching, like sports massage, stretching, things like that. And I found this stretch studio in Manhattan, where you literally come in, there's professional stretchers that will stretch you out for an hour. And I was like, wow, that sounds absolutely fantastic. So I went for an hour. I started talking to the guy and I've done a lot of hiking in my past and a lot of outdoor adventure stuff. And I had recently come back from summiting Mount Kilimanjaro uh, in Tanzania and told him about that. And this guy was like, oh my gosh, I have the literally the perfect event for you. I was there like a couple of weeks ago. There's a bunch of crazy people that are climbing up Stratton like 15 times. It was snowing. It was freezing. I don't know why people wanted to do this. And I was like the light bulb. It's like the exact moment where it it just switched on in my head. And I was like, I got to find out what this is. (laughs) And so I immediately went home. I researched everything. I did such a deep dive on, I didn't even know who Jesse was. I'm obviously, I'm from Atlanta. I grew up in Atlanta. So I felt a, a connection to, to him being living there. And then also for his, with his wife, Sarah, and them being ownership in the Hawks. So I was hooked. So I remember like in my calendar, big, bold, red letters, be on your computer at this time to sign up. And that was it. I, I signed up immediately like then and that's that was how the journey started i'm really thankful that i i I heard word of mouth from that guy so yeah we need to bump up their pay because those guys do an amazing job on site (laughs) it sounds like they're a great sales force out in the field too so (laughs) you guys are listening we'll uh, we'll cut the commission check for you well thank you for that you'd mentioned you'd summited kilimanjaro you've it sounds like you were you know already on this kind of journey of taking on these adventures so what was the draw in particular to 29 or 29 that was different from maybe what you had experienced before with that expedition and that trek? Yeah, I've always done mostly a lot of outdoor treks and other things like that. But, and I've always, for me, what draws me to any of these things is that they're hard. <laughs> and I like to be able to, to push myself and I'll go do something hard and then I'll finish and I'll complete it. And I'll be like, okay, that was really difficult, probably harder than the last challenge I took on. But now I got to find something that pushes it two inches further, three inches further. And that's what what drew me to this. And we always talk about finding your why and figuring out why you're actually here. And that's a huge part of my why is that I want to push myself till I can't go any further. Yeah, that That is my kind of shining light. And that's attractive to me. Yeah. Uh, So I think that was a little more subconscious when I first signed up for this event. I think I was just attracted to it because it looked awesome and fun and like hard and cool, but didn't know what I was getting myself into. But as I got through the training, the the mental training and the mental aspect of this is, is probably what like really has locked me in the most. Yeah. 
Where do you think that desire to find hard and then harder comes from? Is that something that you grew up around and grew up with, or is that something you've just grown into? What, where does that come from, do you think? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it's something I've always grown up with. I always like just inherently to be the first, and I would say a, a type A personality, but I find pleasure in that. And I find pleasure in pushing myself because I want more. I want to see what is the most that I can do. And I'll say a weird way, but I guess it's not so much a weird way. I really just love the feeling of being completely spent and knowing, okay, that was an honest day's work. I witnessed that in you from afar when you took on the virtual event last summer. Like there was moments in there that we all went through. I did the, the Idaho virtual on a treadmill. I went through it myself. And so often we would see people, you start out with a chipper attitude. Everyone's, you know, feeling great and everything's moving well. And then maybe it becomes nighttime. Maybe it becomes a bit lonelier. You've been on your feet for, you know, 10, 12, 15 hours. And something pretty special happened for you in your experience. And you shared that, you know, with us as a group. Tell me about that. What was that like for you to go through that experience on your own this summer in our virtual event? Yeah. Well, I guess for context, I was out in Montauk, like out by the beach, an August summer night, I guess, to set the scene. And like you said, I was exhausted. I was spent. I'd, I'd never had done any really like long, multiple hour endurance event anywhere close to this. So uh, a lot of anxiety kicked in for me around like being fueled up enough and making sure that I was intaking enough because obviously I was expending like, a lot of energy. So like for dinner that night, eight, nine hours in, I like completely overate. <laughs> and I was having like hummus and bread and chicken and rice and all these like carb bombs and goose. <laughs> and like for, at the time, like that was like, I need, this is what I need to keep myself going. And not the greatest idea. And later that night, it was probably like 1231 in the morning was not feeling great. I just to be honest, I, I completely yacked and like a lot. And I was on the side of the street in Montauk and I just sat down on a bench and just started hysterically crying. Like it just came out of me. And it was a really low moment at the time. But looking back on it now, I'm so thankful for that moment. And that was the pinnacle right there. And you talk about and Colleen and all of us talk about the pain cave and that was certainly it. And that was the pinnacle of it. And I certainly paid my price of admission to get in, but that was really awesome. I think a lot of emotions came up about, am I good enough? Can I do this? Do I have what it takes? Am I strong enough? Am, am I enough as a person? And that the event was such a microcosm for how you think about life and how you think about everything else that you do. It was a very emotional moment for me. And I was feeling pretty terrible at the time, but like after I had that emotional release, it was really nice. It was like this high feeling. What shifted for you after that? You went on to complete the virtual challenge. Then looking back the day later or two days later, or even now reminiscing about that, what changed for you there? What was noticeable that you've been able to carry into the rest of your life that kind of came to you in those moments? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that I was always determined to finish and I never really entertained the idea of me not finishing and it just not really being an option on the menu. But like 
at that moment, it was like, no, it's, that's not even in the universe of possibilities. It turned into an idea from an idea into a truth based in my reality. And it, in that is probably one of the biggest things I've taken away from this event is that if I dedicate to something and tell myself that I'm going to do it, then it's going to get done. There's yeah. no if, ands, or buts about it. That's, that is what is going to happen. And I think it's just that the, the thought process of what do I want to dedicate myself to? What do I want to accomplish? And then once you decide on that, it's, yeah. it's already done. I can't remember who said it, but it was once you decide, you like, you visualize yourself, like you just got to go get the hat. The red hat is already yours. Yeah. You just got to do the work to get it. So yeah. I'd love to claim that one. I, that was Jesse. And he talked about two things, believing and then dreaming. And then you get to see the end of the movie. So if you can believe in yourself and you can visualize it and dream it and see it, then there's nothing stopping you from getting there because you're already on that journey. And obviously there's a lot of work that goes in there, but then that mental state that you're in, that you're going to get there, then it's going to you know, make it that much easier to get through those low moments that come your way. Oh, uh, Totally. Totally. What do your friends think of this? What does your family think of this? You're this young, handsome, gregarious guy and you're off like hiking mountains and walking in the streets and throwing up in Montauk and you haven't even been to the bar. What do they think of you and, and this? Well, I think it's two different perspectives. My family at this point, they're like used to it by the, now. They're just like, what are you doing? Okay, just talk to us at the end. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you once you finish and we'll get the like the debrief and you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, my friends, on the other hand, are just like, they just don't get it. They're just like, what are you doing? What's the point of you doing this? <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of people who can see it, but I think there's so many people asking, like curious about the event, what is going on? And just kept being like, why are you putting yourself through that? Yeah. It's it. I'll go as far as saying it's a, it's we're an elite group and you got to want it and you got to know, you have to know you're going to go through some pain to get there, but that's what makes it so much more special, right? Not everyone is just going to rock up and do this. Yeah. Um, you talked about the magic of community earlier and you talked about this elite group and this feeling of being connected to other folks who are wanting to do hard things and achieve special things in their life. I think quite honestly, the virtual Utah event that you participated in, that group uh, by far was so connected, so engaged, so responsive to each other. There was people who were staying up after they'd finished to cheer everyone on. It was a special group. So tell me about that from your standpoint. What was that like? Was that expected or was that a, a pleasant surprise from that experience? Yeah, totally. Well, pleasant surprise. I, honestly, I had some doubts. I was like, okay, this is virtual. We have a WhatsApp group. To be honest, like I was a little annoyed in the beginning because it's like message after message. And it's like, how do I keep up with all this stuff? But so quickly it turned into probably the best part of it. And I, I really think that it was just this really magical group of people that even though it sounds so corny, but just like people being vulnerable very quickly. Yeah. And and people who are willing to be vulnerable with other like-minded people because they knew it was a space where everyone is going through the same thing. Everyone is working really hard to achieve this goal. And we all have the same goal. Some people might have different goals of, of how much they wanted to accomplish. Either way, everyone was working their tail off to, to accomplish that. And I just think that having everyone with that common goal and being vulnerable, and then obviously Colleen facilitating that and facilitating yeah. those connections and you guys and you Travi. It was a really awesome, pleasantly 
surprising mix. And I'm actually with a, a couple of guys or and gals from our group. We're doing rim to rim in May. So cool. welcome to join us if you'd like. But so you know, it just shows these are people I've never met in person, but yeah. we had a really strong connection. Yeah, very cool. Now, obviously, we talk about the family reunion that's going to come in Utah, and you're going to experience that a little bit with these folks that you're doing rim to rim with. You've listened to this, to some of the podcasts, you've read the stories, you've done your research. Put yourself in that moment. You arrive at Snow Basin, you look up at the mountain, the ascent boards are there, there's no branding on them. What are you feeling when you get there? Like, describe that for me. I'm already feeling a little butterflies right now. So <laughs> there will the, definitely be some nervousness to it. I think, obviously, it's still a, a big task and a big endeavor. I do think I'll feel... Uh, confident in myself and in my abilities and in my training from coach Brent that I'll be able to get it done. And I think it's more about focusing in on the execution. And another thing that I'm really actually looking forward to is part, obviously the virtual event was virtual. And so a big part of it was being connected to it, to a device and being able to talk with other people, but I'm really, you know, looking forward to getting there and putting the device away and, being as present as possible and to just to have those even deeper human connections, but definitely some nerves and there's no way around it. I'll definitely, I'm already nervous for it, but it's uh, something I'm really looking forward to, obviously. And you're going to change your diet, right? We're going to make sure that there's not so much consumption in one go, maybe just feed a little bit over the weekend. Yeah, totally. Maybe do a little drip feed and not like a a massive buffet on on (laughs) on the dinner of night one. So yeah. I'll definitely learn that, learn that lesson. I'll, I'll hydrate just as much though. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll remind you of that. Now tell me like when friends do ask you, you mentioned that people don't necessarily understand. Maybe there's people listening that are on the fence or they're in the same boat. They're like, ah, oh, maybe not. What's one piece of advice that you could give them or offer to them to uh, perhaps have them sign up or join or take on something else. It might not be 29, 29, it might be something else in their life that's difficult that they're feeling a little bit apprehensive around. Yeah. A couple of things. One, I'll say jump in, right? Like totally go for it. And and one that an idea that comes to mind that I identify with highly is from Colin O'Brady, where he, he talks about, you look at all of your life experiences and we'll give them a very objective scale of one to 10 like, where do you think most of your life events fall? If we're being honest, like probably in the, like the five, four, five, six range, like yeah. in, in terms of intensity and pleasure and fun and just like really memorable things. And this is a 10 out of 10. And you, I know for certain that I have lived a more enriched, fulfilling, uh, happier, more fit, awesome life because I've done this. And I'm planning on obviously doing this and then obviously all the other events. So if you want awesome things and awesome events and awesome memories in your life, this is the place to be. You add such great energy to this community and you showed that in uh, the virtual event. You show that every time you show up in, in any of the things that we do and get together. And I can't wait to see that energy and feel that energy and a big hug and a high five when we finally get to meet in Utah in the summer. This has been great, mate. I really appreciate you making the time and I'm going to be following your journey very closely throughout uh, the rest of the the summer to to see you get ready for 29029. So thanks again. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. It's, It's a pleasure to be here. There you have it. 
Tales from the Mountain, the latest episode of the 29029 podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about 29029 or read more stories from our incredible community of participants, you can head to 29029everesting.com. That's 29029everesting.com. I'm Travis McKenzie, and this is the 29029 Podcast.